Welcome to the Advisor Arena Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Malm and Josh Watson. This show is designed to share ideas and help you gain insight from some of your most successful peers. We will discuss industry news, hot topics, and challenges you may face, as well as give you some possible solutions. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Advisor Arena Podcast. It is March, which is Women's History Month. We've got some really cool stuff in store for this month. And on the episode today, I've got Marianne Montaigne, who is joining us from Gradient Investment. She's one of our portfolio managers. Thank you, Marianne, for joining. Very excited to have you. Happy to do it, Jamie. So as I mentioned, we've got some pretty cool stuff lined up for our women advisors, but I think we do a really good job of keeping the end consumer in mind, right, with the women that we serve. And I know you've had the opportunity to be really involved with some of our producers and go out and join them for some client appreciation events, things like that. And they ask you to do that in part because of your very impressive background. Tell us a little bit just about your background and and of what your experience has been in the industry. Well, I actually started in this industry when I was about 20 as an intern in a brokerage firm research department. And that's really where I wanted to be. So I've been in this industry ever since. And I've switched sides from uh, the brokerage firm side, which is the sell side, to the investment trust department type of uh, environment I, a few times. I've actually been back and forth. But um, I think it's uh, very similar uh, throughout in the fact that I got my CFA, my Chartered Financial Analyst designation early on. And uh, in that we are always compelled to act in the client's best interest. So whether I was at a brokerage firm or not, I was not really commission oriented. I was mostly oriented to doing the right thing for the client. And that continues to this day. Um, So let's see, I've been doing this, you know, my entire career completely devoted to stock and bond analysis and portfolio management. I spent a lot of time as a consumer analyst Uh, which took me into a lot of different areas, surprisingly, uh, because consumer includes autos. And so you get involved in things like precious metals and, uh, you know, energy and all the uh, ingredients into uh, so many consumer things. Also, the consumer accounts for about 70% of our uh, gross national product. Our, our economy is consumer dependent. So it um, gave me a good segue into beca- moving from a consumer specialist to a generalist and being an overall portfolio manager. Okay. Excellent background. You have an impressive bio, which is online for anybody that wants to read more about the specific things that you've done, but we're fortunate to have you. I know our advisors love being able to get you on the phone. You're a regular on Bloomberg and Fox Business News, and you've been published in multiple industry publications. So you're one sharp lady, and we are very fortunate that we've got you on staff here. I'm interested in what you've seen over the last 20 years or so. Obviously, the financial services industry is primarily male-dominated. Was it really obvious to you when you first got into this business that that was the case? Did you notice it, or were you just excited and and everything was new and just kind of moving forward with your career? 
So let me start at the beginning. I was the only woman in the research department. And uh, I went to meetings where they handed out cigars after lunch and I took a cigar, you know, they they were kind of appalled. I was not allowed to walk up the front steps of the uh, Detroit Athletic Club where I spent a lot of my career in Detroit uh, for fear that really the doorman was gonna get fired if I walked up the front step. So I saw that fear in his eyes and I thought, mm. I'm, I'm not getting this guy fired. Uh, but women were relegated to the side door and of course all that. So when was that? How long ago was that? Well, I'll say it was there in the 80s. Okay. I mean, that's crazy to me that that would have happened that recently. Wow. And, you know, just going to meetings many times, I was the only woman there. Um, as time went on, I'd say up until about 19, uh, going into the 90s, I, there seemed to be more like 30% women at some of these meetings. So that was great strides. Now, I have to say, I just attended the CFA Society of Minneapolis annual dinner, and I would say it was back to like 5% women. Very, very, very discouraging. Um, and I know women have the burden of the home front, uh, so probably a lot of them had to uh, spend more time at home and maybe take a step back from the industry uh, during COVID. Uh, but that was very, very disturbing to me. And I have to say too, that when I listened to all these ESG, environmental, social governance type of pushes that a lot of companies are involved in right now, and a lot of investors say they want to be involved in, uh, when it comes to the number of women who are on boards and the women CEOs and the you know, say S&P 500, the broad market in the U.S., it's surprisingly low to me. I just can't believe it's 2022 and these numbers are still so low. And I really attribute that to the fact that, you know, women have not been included in so many things outside of the office. Um, there are events that women never hear about. There are get-togethers for the guys, and women are not even considered as part of the invite list. And removing that FaceTime is really detrimental to careers. So as an advisor, it's great because you can go out there and you can create your group. You can do these wine, women, and wealth type of events or ladies' nights out, and you can create your own room but to be dependent upon uh, others to include you is really uh, a headwind. I don't I don't think that's specific to our industry. Do you? I mean, it's the golf outings and it's we're going to all go get together at the bar and it can definitely feel very exclusive to women. You know, if you don't golf, if you don't want to go drink with the guys after hours, which that's an uncomfortable situation, too, which is a whole other well, I'm appalled, to open. I'm appalled that the vendors to me, and I've been working with them for seven years at Gradient, have never asked me if I golf. So I've never really? been a golf outing. I've never been asked. Mm. I've never been asked, so do you golf? Because quite frankly, I can golf as well as most of the other guys. Yeah, good for you. I can't. I'd like to say I can. I go with my husband. You're but awesome. I'm not. <laughs> okay, maybe I can then. <laughs> yeah, I can. I'll tell you, we were talking about, you know, if you noticed right away, 
And I got into this business in 2002. So it's been like 20 years. Um, I don't know that I noticed because it was when I entered, it was kind of an entry level. It was sales. There was it was recruiting and there was lots of different departments. And so it was marketing and there were there were women around me. And mm. as I progressed through my career and I moved up the ladder, so to speak, I don't think I noticed that there were fewer and fewer and fewer women until one day I looked around and said, I'm the only one, which was a weird realization. I thought, have I just totally had my head in the sand and didn't realize that this is a thing. And now as I also am an advisor and I'm meeting with clients, I feel like actually that gives me an advantage because the women are so grateful to have an advisor that they don't feel, um, you know, is making eye contact only with the husband or is even if they're not doing anything, they could be the most excellent male advisor. But I think women have this feeling like, I don't know that I want to ask you that. I feel intimidated. I don't know the end consumer I'm talking about. So women advisors really have an opportunity here to step up, but we are few and far between. I don't know what the actual percentage is now at Gradient. I think it's climbing. Have you seen, um, you mentioned the organization that you're with that dropped from 30 to five. What was that organization again? I, I'm sorry. The Oh, the CFA Society of okay. And you think that's just since COVID that you've seen that drop off? No. It was before then. It was before. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I, before it might've been a little higher, but um, it's just mind blowing. Yeah. Any other areas that you see that? Uh, Well, I was at a conference uh, just last Friday, and there were probably 150 in the room, and I think there were less than 10 women. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. What what would you, what do you think the biggest challenge is right now? Do you think it's that inclusiveness that they're missing out on? Or what do you think is preventing more women from joining this industry and really finding their their way. Oh, I think more women should be joining this industry and the opportunity is certainly there because all this money is changing hands from, you know, uh, husband to wife, uh, from generation to generation. And the women are going to end up controlling 93% of the money. Now, most of them have known of the advisor for the family, but don't really have a relationship with him. And so they feel that that was their husband's choice and not their choice, um, particularly in a divorce, that, that money's not staying with the advisor, the male advisor. So I think women know that there are other women out there who are advisors uh, that are uh, attorneys, that are accountants, CPAs, and they want to have somebody that they can um, feel more comfortable with. And I uh, and so there's just a huge opportunity for women to be advisors at this point in time. You mentioned something earlier that women have an opportunity right now to kind of create their own events and create, you know, wine women and, and wealth. And there's all kinds of little pop-up events like that, that we know women do. What are some that you've been to that you've seen really resonate with people or, or have been successful? And, and what was your role when you went? 
What do those yeah. look like? I think in most cases, it's included an attorney to talk about estate planning, and it's included a CPA to talk about changes in the tax laws. And I think in every case, uh, women have just been all ears to hear about all of these topics. I guess a realization of you know the complexities of these areas and that they need someone that they can rely upon for all of that. Uh, so they just would love to have access to these people if they only knew where to find them. And lo and behold, they happen to be at these events. So that's that's been hugely successful. Yes, I've had several that I've been to and I know others are holding and it is just this like almost a no brainer. Why wouldn't we bring these resources together for women? Like you said, they are going to control the majority of the wealth. They already control a very large part of it. If it's not divorced, they're likely going to outlive their partner. Right. And you're right. If they don't have a relationship, a strong relationship with that current advisor, and they probably just statistically speaking, don't, mm -hmm. that's where the opportunity really lies. And what would you say then to the women that are, are thinking, ah, I want to take advantage of that, but how do I break into this male dominated industry or what should I do so that I don't feel, don't you think women advisors feel intimidated? Like all these men have all this networking opportunity and power and knowledge and people think that they've got all the answers. If I'm somebody that's younger, that's coming into the business, that could be pretty intimidating. What do, what do you say to those women? Where do they start? I would say, first of all, get all the credentials you can under your belt. Um, you don't need a CFP in our industry, uh, but having your insurance licenses, you know, having some initials to put after your name already opens doors for you. And then work very hard on finding people on the um, other industries, uh, the attorneys, the CPAs, uh, not all of them, but just the ones who make a habit of recommending people and try to get uh, into their small list of advisors that they will recommend. Uh, so, you know, it's um, it's a quick, pretty quick process of uh, fielding those people out. But, uh, you know, get out there and network like crazy, but uh, get a short list of people, uh, other uh, professionals who can uh, uh, recommend you and um, and just go for it. Just absolutely go for it. One thing that I think is very common with the women that I've seen that are successful in this business, they have confidence and they are not afraid to get out there and speak and share ideas when they know that they've got something valuable to say, they're going to share it but they also have the timing right. Their women are great listeners for the most part, and we need to use some of that to our advantage. Where do you think, well, well let me ask you this. Let me take a step back. All the things that we've talked about that you did that worked well, um, you know, getting the credentials early and taking the cigar and just getting there involved. Did you try anything that didn't work? Did you try something and you were like, Ooh, that didn't feel right for me. And I and had to switch gears. Hmm. Um, well, I think just, as you say, listening. So when I worked at the brokerage firm and I had these dreams of becoming a partner and one of the 
elderly gentleman partners, there were 30 of them. But when he came to my boss in front of me and said, we got to work on getting Marianne into the partnership. And my boss had this completely blank look on his face, like, what are you talking about? I thought, okay, this is a mistake. I, I do not have the person who can take me to the next level. And so I quit shortly after and I mm -hmm. went to another place. Um, I just thought the opportunity I thought was here is not here. And, uh, you know, it was a great decision on my part, you know, 2020 hindsight, um, just move on. Um, it, the other things that uh, made me want to reconsider where I was or what I was doing, um, yeah, I would just say, you know, work with a small team that you are uh, very respectful of. You know, if you don't respect the people around you, move on. A good mentor, somebody that you can kind of follow in their footsteps that believes in you, somebody to okay, help so, guide. So you brought up the magic word mentor, and I have made a practice of looking around me for mentors, not necessarily those older than me, they may be people younger than me. They have different insights, they have different talents. Uh, it could be a man, it could be a woman. Uh, sometimes it's mentoring from afar because they don't realize they're mentoring me, but I'm following their every move. And uh, I, I don't think that I ever had an official mentor. Um, I had a couple of great bosses that I would have followed anywhere, and uh, th those were effectively my mentors, but I also have friends now who are, you know, 10, 15 years younger than me that have been my mentors. That's a really good point. Sometimes it can be people that don't even know that they're your mentors, but you're watching and you're learning and you're absorbing the things that you admire that you want to emulate in others. And I think we can all find a lot of examples of that. We don't even realize that those are our mentors. You know, seek out and surround yourself with the people that are doing the things that you want to do and going the places where you want to go. Well, I'll share a quick story of something that I tried early in my career that I think, well, that probably didn't work that well for me. I think I'll not try that again. We were at an event. And again, I think I was the only woman at this luncheon. And it was a table of men and it was... We had a long time for lunch, at least it felt like a very long time. And the entire lunch conversation was about sports and not just sports, but very specifically who was going where, who was being traded, what they thought about the trade. And I know there are a lot of women that know more sports than men. I am not one of those women. I don't follow it. I didn't know the athletes. And I'm just racking my brain and trying to think of anything that I can jump in there with. And I thought, you know, that's, that is not authentic to who I am at all. That was awkward. That felt really um, just disingenuous. And I have not once since that luncheon ever put myself in that situation again. I've gotten very good at redirecting the conversation without it feeling like, I don't want to talk about that. Let's go here. But don't be afraid to redirect that because we don't have to get stuck into the conversation that is primarily male dominated. Mm -hmm. Well, I just think about one of my friends who is not sports oriented, happens to be extremely short. And, um, you know, the, the guys literally tower over her and they may not listen to her questions or respond to her voice. And uh, pretty soon the 
topic devolves into sports and they've, they're seriously looking over her head and disregarding her. And to that, I can only say, you know, move on, find other people who are like-minded and can be productive for you and have your own conversations and, you know, forget about it. It's just, I agree. Don't yeah. force it. There's force no, it. there's plenty of opportunity where you don't have to force yourself into a conversation that's not a fit for you. So I appreciate you joining today. I think there's so much opportunity here for women. There's so much work that we can do to help them serve women as the end consumer and having more and more resources like you on staff for our advisors to go out and join events, to get on the phone with clients. It's, it's invaluable. And I hope more people follow your lead. So for those of you that are listening, um, I mentioned at the beginning that we've got a lot of cool resources. So women uh, history, women's history month is celebrated in March. We have a women in business live event that we're going to be hosting in June for the first time. Registration for that just opened on the third. We have information online. If you want to see what that agenda is like, just email me at the advisor arena at gradientib.com. We have International Women's Day this month, which allows you to really get creative and celebrate the women in your life. And then we have our quarterly Women in Business webinar that we'll be hosting March 29th. Again, just email the advisor arena at gradientib.com for more information on that. And we appreciate everybody joining, Marianne. Thank you. It was great to have you. Thank you. I'll just give you a sneak peek. I'm the speaker on Thursday night at Women in Business. Nice. That's a great sneak peek. I look forward to hearing you then. Thank you. Thanks, Marianne.